Three, two, one. 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 When you want your leads and sales on autopilot and to accelerate your business, you come to the source. source. The Convert Source Podcast with Alex Kubasek. Let's go. Hey, Alex Kubasek here. So I don't think it's any shock uh, that Facebook really got hit extremely hard uh, over the last probably 18 months. I'm sure some of you have probably heard of iOS 14, iOS 14.5, iOS 15, and just a lot of regulations that are going around and amid the pixel and cookie world. Uh, so for those of you don't, who don't know, uh, the basically a pixel, think of it as a really big fishing net that you that advertisers use to toss out into a big ocean who could possibly be their prospects and essentially that net is to capture all of the people who want to be a part of that net or that offer ecosystem etc and it basically brings them all up so that you can enjoy them. So obviously that's a really interesting analogy, but that's basically how I want you guys to really think about pixels and tracking uh, and things. I'm sure you've heard of cookies and things like that and tags. It all really means pretty much the same thing. So in this case, uh, today we're going to be talking about really the new uh, effect that has been going on with Google. Now, of course, Apple is who really started all this hoopla uh, with the whole, you know, iOS 14. And really what had happened was uh, in terms of how it relates to Facebook, because they're the ones that really got the first black eye, let's just call it. Uh, really what happened is Apple came out basically saying that to users with the new iOS update of iOS 14, iOS 14.5, if you want to be removed from tracking, so apps and websites and really all of those things that the Facebook pixel was known for, if you want to opt out of tracking, we're going to let you do so. Now, basically what happened with Facebook is this cost them around like $10 billion, billions with a B. And essentially this made it so that retargeting basically you know, advertising back to folks who have already taken some form of an action with you. So they've either opened, uh, you, you know, your, your Facebook form or your, you know, they've clicked on one of your ads. They basically did something, but did not complete a value action that maybe your ad campaign was set up for. And so basically what happened is this made it so that you're tracking of, well, let's just call it you, it could be your purchases. It could be your leads. It could be your clicks. It could be really anything that is basically off of Facebook's platform. It made it so that the tracking and the accuracy, most importantly of that tracking was not as precise as it once was. So basically Apple's update here with tracking kind of rendered the Facebook pixel a moot point, which, you know, really isn't that great for advertisers because it made it so that our efforts weren't as effective. Uh, whenever all of this first started happening, Facebook reported uh, that basically things like lookalike audiences and things of that nature, and really any data that happened off of Facebook's platform, it basically had a 40% accuracy rate. So if you think about it, let's just say that you're, you know, selling sneakers. Well, if you are selling sneakers on Facebook, you're only able to track about 40% of your sales. And so over the last, you know, about 18 months-ish, and of course, this has been a doom and gloom coming for a long time. 
but basically, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what had happened over all of these, you know, months that, you know, since this really basically Facebook or Apple slap came into play, um, third party tracking platforms have come out, which have performed great because they developed their own pixels to be able to put on your site so that you can really close the gap of that basically inaccuracy of the tracking. Uh, so really what we're going to be talking about today is Google's end of things. So obviously Apple kind of like threw the first punch with Facebook and really all of these other platforms started seeing the massive fallout. Now, before Apple even took a swing at Facebook, <clears throat> Google was also planning to do the exact same thing. So basically taking away cookies. So, and like I said, again, for those of you who don't know who a, or, or what a cookie is, it's really just something that is dropped onto somebody. Um, or it's like that phishing net that we were talking about to really track them and their engagement with you. So you can obviously see how this would be really good for people who are advertisers so that they can make sure that they are advertising to you in an intelligent and behaviorally reactive fashion. So like I said, Google has been planning to do this for a long time. And we've all heard of like um, Cookiepocalypse, um, you know, the Armageddons of Google. Well, after this had happened with Apple and Facebook, Google said, okay, wait, we're going we're gonna to hit pause on our launch of this. Um, and we're really going to kind of see what the fallout is and kind of how the market reacts to this. Well, obviously, Facebook lost nearly $10 billion uh, in revenue uh, with the, you know different sponsors leaving, advertisers dropping off. So, I mean, literally kind of like the end of the world for them. Uh, in terms of the, the the advertising platform. Now, that's not to mean that it's still not one of the best ad platforms out there. They just had to pivot. And so essentially Google said, okay, we're gonna wait. Now, they put theirs on hold for the first round of delays through 2022. So this year, then it was 2023. Now, they actually just released now that they're not going to be publishing this cookie-less Google world until 2024. So. In this case, now what they're saying is, is that because of what happened with Facebook and how, yes, it was good for the user, let's just say, that's debatable. I almost hit my microphone. That's debatable whether it was great for the user or not. But really, if you think about it, it was also really bad for business. So what Google did was they took a step back and they said, okay, now that we've seen the massive fallout and the huge loss that Facebook had, with this, you know, iOS update, let's see how we can maybe benefit both worlds. So the consumer side, as well as being business friendly. So over the course of the last year, there have been a bunch of different testing, what are called sandboxes uh, for different sort of APIs that developers have been putting onto the Chrome browser, <clears throat> which is Google Chrome, that's their uh, search browser. Um, Basically, they've been doing a bunch of different testings since then, but they have also found that with their first rendition of their cookie-less world, it too wasn't as friendly for businesses. And obviously, Google Ads and their Google Display Network and all of those affiliates is a huge, massive revenue generation tool for them. So what they saw was, since this is what happened to Facebook, we're going to push our cookie-less world for a little while, and we are going to try to find the best of both worlds for both the consumer as well as the business. And so that's really kind of the state of things of Google right now and their cookie-less world. Now, 
Um, if you're curious about what's going on with Facebook, Facebook is still kind of on the way back. They're actually still kind of in secret cahoots or conversations with Apple to try to come to some sort of understanding. Now, um, Facebook has uh, released the uh, Facebook conversions API. Now it, it is very code intensive. And what this is doing is this is putting the emphasis on the server side of things. So on like your website and things of that nature to really make it so that you, they are tracking and then reporting back from your actual website and actions taken on your website rather than just strictly relying on the Facebook pixel. Now, nobody knows necessarily what that type of programming is gonna look like for the Google end of things because like I said, they now pushed another two years on their release. So obviously, them starting to consider being more business friendly. This is something that is to be taken with a grain of salt, but obviously, um, you, you know, that's why, you know, us as digital folks, we constantly keep our finger on the pulse uh, and really keep our ear to the ground so that we can make sure that we're providing the most up-to-date and cutting edge uh, strategies, technologies, and solutions to make sure that your value proposition, your message, your expertise are constantly being put in front of your ideal customer versus having to do a lot of spraying and praying or a lot of wasted time and money doing a lot of unnecessary testing. And that's really kind of what had to happen with, you know, what happened with Apple and uh, Facebook, because really the algorithm, the algorithm just went completely haywire. Um, things that were true the week before literally were a complete fallout the week after. So there was a lot of different um, ecosystems, environments that were going on. And really now it's kind of started to come to a head uh, in thank God, because otherwise Facebook would just continue to bleed money um, and lose, you know, business subscribers, which is one of their number one generation tool, uh, revenue generation tools. So that's kind of this in a nutshell, um, really to take away from this right now, as it stands uh, in the, uh, you know, in the summer of 2022, this is kind of the environment and kind of the climate of online advertising with like Facebook, Apple, um, Google. And also some of you might be wondering, well, why did Apple do this? It's not necessarily clear why Apple did this to Facebook, but there's a lot of speculation that's going on out there in terms of market control of, because they also have their own search platform. Um, and it, it's not as, um, relevant to a lot of the calls to action that like Facebook or Google has, but they do have their own platform, but, you know, also making sure that they are protecting their side of the things with users. And now everybody is just trying to really find a more happy balance between business friendly and user friendly to make sure that really the advertising that is being displayed to your ideal customer or your ideal audience is also favorable to them. So really just making both sides of the spectrum a happy um, synergy and relationship with advertising. So that's all I've got really for you guys today. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out uh, to us. We'd be happy to you know, continue to go into more discussions with this, but this is the current climate of digital advertising. Um, it's still 100% the best bang for your buck out there in terms of being able to generate leads and sales and do more of uh, really what you do in terms of attracting, you know, ideal prospects, um, presenting your value proposition, your expertise, your message, et cetera. Still the best bang for your buck, still the best thing that you could possibly do for your business, you know, but just kind of like everything else, 
change comes with the territory. So, you know, that's why we're, you know, putting these together so that we can make sure that you're continually being educated. Um, we're continuing to get feedback to help create more of that ideal value proposition between you and your end user um, online. And really that's kind of, you know, the perfect harmony. Uh, so things are just kind of like checks and balances. And, you know, that's why we're here. So thank you very much for watching this. Like I said, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, but we'll see you next time. When you want your leads and sales on autopilot and to accelerate your business, you come to the source, source. the convert source podcast with Alex Kubasek. Let's go.